Oh, my gosh. As I look back over my life, John, one of the major shifts, huge moments, kind of uh, tipping points in my life came as I sat under the study of Dr. Larry Crabb, just everything he wrote, everything he spoke, all his conferences and things. And Oh, you were gobbling it up. I was a monster. <laughs> and he introduced me to a world that I never knew existed. It was as if I'd got on a flight out of LAX at 2 in the morning and found myself 12 hours later in Madagascar. Because all I had ever known was an external world, that if that world went according to my hopes and desires, I was happy. I found it easy to live the Christian life, and I did everything I could to manage that external world so I would be happy. And he introduced to me for the very first time, and it's embarrassing to admit, thank God it's decades ago, that there's an internal world. And that the problems I identified, you know, I'm a wife who could do so much better at being obedient to Scripture and its calls, <laughs> to be Proverbs 31 woman, and so on and so forth, right. that the problem really wasn't her, it was me. And my absolute inability to love her and not to relate to her as a demanding man needing her to come through for me. And so, you know, that was one of those times where it was just this new frontier of just an entirely new category of understanding life, problems, people. And the big issue wasn't changing my world, it was changing my heart. The problem was me, not those around me in circumstances. I remember that phase in your life. Welcome back, friends, to the Ransomed Heart Podcast. Craig McConnell and John Eldridge talking about new frontiers. This is part two in a series that we are so excited to journey with you into here in the beginning of a new year. Felt very invited by God, can sense his eagerness and expectation. He has some things for us in this. And as we talk about the idea of new frontiers, and Craig, your story is so helpful because there are external new frontiers, you know, literally, Abraham, you know, come to a new country. Yes. You know, need you guys to sell your house. There's maybe a new job. You might have to relocate, you know, all those things. There are external new frontiers, new church, new neighborhood, new community. And there are internal new frontiers as well, right? And the story you were telling was discovering. I mean, you were like Columbus. (laughs) I mean, discovering that there even was an internal Uh. World, yes. and what a frontier that was for mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. I think it's helpful to keep that in front of us. There are external new frontiers, there are internal new frontiers. Often they accompany one another, but not always. And you know, you might be looking around in your life thinking, There is no new frontier, I'm stuck, mm-hmm. you know, bored to death. But actually, there may be nothing externally that's shifting right now, and that's because God's after internal things in you. Both realms provide Mm -hmm. 
almost unlimited possibilities for God to invite us into new frontiers. Well, and John, if I may, just a word on that. I think what's huge here is if you happen to be the person who doesn't see or isn't aware of new frontiers God is calling and inviting you into, a great question just to take to Jesus is, Lord, what new frontiers are there? What old frontiers am I stuck in, perhaps, mm-hmm. or yeah, that's good. comfortable in that you want to begin to speak to and move me on from? That's good, because I can even feel my own internal reaction, and I might be feeling it on the part of our listeners, is, nuh-uh, <laughs> uh, no thanks. Uh-huh. Gosh, really entertaining podcast, but uh, no thanks. I don't really want to buy that ticket. I'm not interested in getting on that ride. Craig, Talk to me a little bit about reacting to new frontiers. When they begin to show up in your life, what's your typical response to them? I think my response, John, this is just my first thought, but I think my response to new frontiers is almost entirely dependent on my interpretation. Is this a good frontier for me? Pleasant? Is this going to go well? Does this promise milk and honey and better things? Or is this a new frontier that it's just going to require more of me mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. require growth and offering and being something, somebody that I'm not currently? So my reaction, I think, to a frontier is how I interpret it, whether this is pleasing, what I hope for, manageable, self-promoting, or is it going to require something of me that I'm afraid I may not have? What's your thought there, John? How do you react to new frontiers? Grasp, (laughs) scramble, get on top of it, control, master it. It's a mess because part of that's really, really good. I mean, like, I'm a warrior, I'm a king, You know, I do want to rule well. I want to fight the battles I'm called to, you know, take up the sword, rush, you know. But to be honest, there's also a good bit of, really? You're going to mess with my life? (laughs) Really? Well, I'm going to beat this thing. You know, it feels like fear of exposure. What is this new frontier going to expose in me that causes me to try and quickly get on top of it, or withdraw, or just pull back. And I think it exposes kind of a basic internal posture. I don't look at growth, maturing, attaining to the maturity that Paul talks about in Ephesians 4 until we all mature and attain to the full measure of Christ. Like, I think it exposes that that's not my, my goal. Mm-hmm. My reaction to New Frontiers, again, like yours, you know, if it's an invitation to go, you know, <laughs> literally, you know, would you like to take a trip to a new country? Oh, how fun. But that's not really what we're talking right, about here. Right, right, right. I'm thinking of a couple recent ones, one external, one internal. The external one, Stacy would be very comfortable with me, you know, talking about her shift into menopause. And, you know, we're at that stage of life and 
I just, oh, ladies, my heart just goes out to you. Some women have a fairly, I think, easier, I don't want to say easy, but easier path through that. But we've got some friends who have or who are going through it now, and it's just hell. It's brutal. You know, the hormones, the body, it's freaking out. There's highs, lows, chaos. It feels like, you know, the storm on the Sea of Galilee is going on inside of you. And Are you describing my life? <laughs> <laughs> Are you in menopause? <laughs> Go on. <laughs> Loving a woman who's happy mm. is easy. Loving a woman who is struggling mm. and doesn't want to be struggling you know, it requires new levels for me. I mean, that's a new frontier for us in our marriage. And those of you who are in it, those of you who have gone through it are going, oh, baby, like, yep, we get you. You know, but that's just one example of this is a good thing. This is not a bad thing. But boy, oh, boy, is it new terrain. Never walked here before. Uh-huh. And this is sure requiring new things of me. And then I'm thinking of on a very similar theme, boy, in the last year, it just feels like internally God has just been going after new places in the realm of love hmm. for me. I did a Men at the Outpost live stream back in the fall of 14. And it was on taking refuge in the love of God. And it felt very strongly that that's what God had for us and for our people. But in the course of that, we did some listening prayer live in the moment. And listening prayer was around, what are the agreements that I've made about love? Hmm. Oh, my goodness. Hmm. I mean, like, until you pause and ask some of those questions, God sucks. You just have no idea what disappointment, heartache, setback, suffering does to form these internal agreements in you. Anyway, there were several. <laughs> and recently, lovingly, God is inviting me to go back into some of those places. And it's internal, but man, it feels like new frontier. Yes. I want to say, as much as I kick and scream and fight and dig in my heels— it's so good. Mm -hmm. It is so good. Mm -hmm. And as you're kicking, fighting, digging in your heels and all of that, you know this is good deep down inside, right? Because of my growth, and that brings us back to the core of yeah. what I think Jesus wants here in part two. We did some listening prayer getting ready for this episode, and Ask Jesus, what is the theme? What are you after? What are you trying to get to in us and in our friends who are listening? And he just simply asked a question. Do you look at growth as your primary mission? Mm -hmm. And it's just, oh my goodness. It's so exposing because I think that we look at a lot of other things. Yeah. Happiness, peace. Maybe just survival. Happiness sounds even too high of a goal. It's when you get through another week. But nonetheless, you don't really find those in Scripture. Mm -hmm. Those aren't mm -hmm. the goals that are held up. This idea of children, young men, fathers, this idea of invitation, 
What's being exposed is when we encounter new frontiers, it exposes pretty quickly whether we embrace growth as kind of our primary task as a human being right now. Yeah, yeah, right. What are you chuckling about? Well, I'm just chuckling at the different <laughs> reaction, you know. If God put it into simple words, I'm calling you into a new frontier. This is really going to be different. In fact, this is really going to be a stretch for you. It's going to require some things that I want to nurture and develop in you that you really don't have right now. And you're going to need in the years to come. This is foundational for other things. And I'm with you. Know that. You're going to come through this a better man. And you're going to be more like me through this season. If it was that clear, there'd be this part of me that goes, yeah, I am in, and would need to hear that every day. Mm -hmm. And hopefully it's done in four days. Mm -hmm. But it would just make it so much easier if there was that audible, clear Mm. voice that just kept reminding me, this is good, Craig. This is really good for us, for you for what I want to do through you in years yep. to come. Yeah. That's what I'm snickering Yeah, about. no, I get it. And I think that that tone, promise, assurance, context, I think it is there for yeah. us. I mean, it's clearly given in Scripture. And so here's the question, gang. I feel like Jesus is asking us, will you come with me? You just see that theme You see it in the Old Testament. We've talked about Abram and Moses, but my goodness, Gideon, Joseph, David, Daniel, Esther, right? Ruth, and then into the New Testament. I mean, just Christ and the disciples and Paul and the early church. I mean, will you come with me? feels like the question Jesus is asking mm-hmm. you, listeners, to wrestle with and to kind of dialogue with him about. Mm-hmm. And I love the picture you've painted, John, of an invitation to a more intimate walk with God and to maturity, which I think are every believer's heart One of its truest and deepest desires is to know him more deeply and to be more and more like him. Friends, you've been listening to part two in a series that we're offering here in the new year on new frontiers. And to quote Howard Macy again, the spiritual life cannot be made suburban. It is always frontier. And we who live in it must not only accept, but rejoice in the fact that it remains untamed. I want to move more in the direction of rejoicing. 